What's going on with your world? It's the homie Jay Bragg, the illustrious one, the bandwagon radio in full swing. You know how we do this thing, man. Hit that bell. Hit that bell. Subscribe. Subscribe so you can get the notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Another special edition of The Rundown where Jay Bragg, myself, sits down with artists across the globe and we get a chance to listen to their music and talk to them and get a little insight on their artistry. And today's like no other, of course. We've got a lovely sultry artist on the phone lines right now, hailing all the way from Los Angeles, California. Defoe is on the phone lines. How are you, lovely? Hey, Jerry. Nice to meet you. Pleasure. So pleasure. happy to be here. All mine. All mine. It's a pleasure to have you <laughs> on tonight. Uh, first and foremost, artist, producer, engineer, Defoe. Uh, we've got the new single. Yes, I had sir. a chance to check it out. It's a dope single, by the way. It's very timeless, very Thank modern, uh, captivating, intriguing, very sultry, if you will. Thank you. Yes, yes. So talk to me about the record. Where did the record come about? How did that come about as far as you uh, feeling like this was a record that needed to be heard, that needed to be laid down on track? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've been a music engineer for a really long time, over 12 years, um, and producer. I love helping out other artists. Uh, I sing, I play instruments, record all that great stuff. And I have always helped other people. And uh, in between, as a hobby, I would always like make my own music. And for a long time, people would tell me to put out music, put out music. And I just never did. Uh, was never of an interest of mine but you know I had a kid he's three years old I thought why not um I think it would be fun to put out music and so I did and um I didn't try to put out music to fit into a specific category mm -hmm. um just music that I know that feels really good to me I know that if it feels really good to me it'll feel good to somebody out there and so it's not music to to that would put me like probably in the fast track to fame because it's not like very genre oriented, but I, I just put things that I feel like are beautiful in the world. And I think if we rem remember to do that, I think it's more, way more impactful than to just try to be famous, you know? So um, that's Definitely. pretty much my story. And, uh, okay. So how did the single come about exactly? Like where did the single come about? Were you sitting around one day uh, and it just came to you? Is this like over time, a development of the song and the writing? Uh, I was in LA probably nine years ago uh, with my roommate and uh, you know, inspiration just hit me. I had something inside of me and I, I like to give myself challenges like uh, a certain genre, like I'll try to make hip hop or R&B or black metal. And I was like, you know, I don't really listen to black metal at all. So it'll be a cool like uh, producer challenge for me to try to make a black metal song. And so I tried to do that, but the song ends up starting to speak to you and it tells you what it wants so if you try to push uh, heavy guitar on a song that just doesn't want it it'll spit it back out at you so you just got to use your ears and really listen to what the song needs and it took me this whole other direction I put this whole song together in like a day okay. um, and I just had it in uh, just I, I've had it for so long and then I decided to kind of remix it and put it out and then that's how it came to be. And I just kept this song, uh, the title Black Metal Romance, because it's just really funny to me because it ended up being more of a romantic song that was supposed to be black metal. And um, yeah, so you, know, you just got to listen to what the song wants and not force your will upon it sometimes. So that's kind of what happened. 
Okay, Black Metal Romance, talking about the new single, Defoe on the phone lines, representing Los Angeles, California. So uh, for me, what I what I got from the song is definitely, uh, I, could, I could definitely still hear it on like radio, Top 40, Pop, AC, or something like that, Cool Songs Radio. Um, it gave me like a movie soundtrack kind of vibe. I could definitely yeah. hear it in a movie soundtrack or, or like in a department store when you're shopping or something like that. It's very mm-hmm. like vibey. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, I got a real relaxing, sure. comfortable vibe from the record. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I always try to think of visuals when um, I make songs um, like Enio Morricone, rest in peace. He just passed away. One of my idols. Um and uh, yeah, so I'm really into making music videos. So we're making a lot of music videos for my songs. And this last music video for Black Metal Romance, you would totally imagine the visuals to be like a desert and some rolling hills and like tumbleweeds and just wide landscapes. So I decided I really wanted to add some contrast and put what you wouldn't expect. So we totally went sci-fi. There's robots, there's romance, there's wow. just, it's really wild. So we went total contrast with that. And we worked with uh, my friend, Joey Danger, who's an amazing director and um, was a fan of this song a long time ago. So he was very pumped and it was a really great team. And so it was a very successful music video, in my opinion, for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Shouts out to all my listeners listening in right now. Make sure you check for the visuals, Defoe, the single black metal romance visuals already out. Let me ask you a question. Uh, what do you appreciate most about making music as an artist? I appreciate uh, I appreciate the heaviness that gets lifted off of me every time I I feel like I produced a successful song. When I when when the things that I hear inside of my head uh, when I when I place them outside into my computer correctly and then I, I just listen back and it's just so rewarding. It's kind of like you know, you're cooking steak and you're trying something new with like a new vegetable and then you just you just hit it right and then you have <laughs> the perfect amount of spice. You took that risk and then you, you, you serve it to people and you're not really a cook but they're loving it. It's just it's seriously kind of the same satisfaction. Like those things I think are just so important for people to have. Like just try something, do your best and it's okay if you fail. That's the opportunity to learn. But like just really having those successes under your belt is just everything. What's great about music is that you know, a dish comes and goes, you'll always remember it, you'll write it down, but a song is something you're going to be able to hear mm-hmm. when you're you're older and share with your grandkids, and just, it's like, it's, it's, it's magic, it's like, yeah. it's preserving a moment in time, and you don't, you don't know what's going to happen with it after you pass, or whether it comes or it goes, it doesn't even really matter, but you did it, and you, you served your purpose on this earth, and um, that's how I really see it, so... I feel like anyone can make kind of like a creation that makes them proud. And I really, really support people just trying things and not just don't be scared to fail. Cause that's such a big part of the process. Mm. But who, who are some of the people that inspire you musically? Who are some of those people musically? that got you involved? Yeah. That, that made you feel like, you know, this is something I want to mm. do. I'm really passionate about. Well, um, my dad is 88 years old, so of course I grew up with a lot of the old sounds that you hear. Um, I just think the vocalists back then, oh, like, uh, just, I, I just thought, like, fantastic. Like, there was no autotune. There was no vocal editing. So, like, you had to be on the level. And so, I, luckily, I grew up around 
a lot of the older music like Etta James and okay. oh my gosh, my head of course is not thinking of, of the, the names right now, but um, and then as I grew up, I started realizing that music doesn't have to be poppy or like uh, on MTV. And like, I started kind of like seeing different artists like um, Air, who are also producers before they were artists in Ratatat. Um, I really liked Radiohead. I'm just really eclectic. I mean, if anyone, if someone makes a good song and it just, my insides say yes, I love it. As long so as you can resonate really, with the record, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. I got my, you. Yeah, my my insides do not lie to me. I really rely on them. And um, yeah, it's not just music that uh, inspires me, but sometimes it's people, sometimes it's movies, sometimes it's a conversation, sometimes it's family members or friends. So it's just life, you know, it's really, it's really fascinating and it's interesting and I'm always curious. So you mentioned a couple of people uh, earlier that that had some type of influence on you and helped out. Uh, who are some of those other people that deserve some acknowledgement for you know helping you with this process musically uh, and development? Ooh. well, uh, I, as a creator, I never always I I've never had confidence, and even to this day, I'm older and I still struggle with confidence. But I think that's just written in my personality. But um, it's always the people around me that support me, like my my father, you know, he always really believed that I had a talent and would, um, you know, if I needed a microphone, he'd get me a, a microphone or different things like that. And they would, you know, I would have voice lessons and they would tell me I was good and I would cry and they would, they would talk to me. And now my husband, who is the singer of the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, named Ronnie Winter, he is uh, a big support system. He stays up with me late at night Dope. trying to <laughs> build me back up, which is so awesome. You know, yeah. marriages should be about building each other up, breaking each other down for sure. And um, uh, friends and just when I see people doing stuff like uh, people who start businesses with the passions that they really like and it's working out for them, I'm really happy for people. Um, I think this really supporting each other um, is really good. When you support people, you, you get back inside. So I don't know. I, there's just so many people that has, has really supported me. I'm really blessed and really thankful for sure. Okay. Um, how do you prepare to record? How do I prepare to record? Let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Like what's that process look like for you when, it, when it's time to zone out and get in the studio what does that look like for you? Okay. Okay. Um, I guess, like everybody, it's a little different, but uh, I guess the main thread is uh, I usually have a mood. Like, I wake up with a, a kind of a feeling I need to get off my chest or something, and it, I, it's itching to get out. So I kind of, like, sit at the piano. I play a note, play play a chord, and if that chord resonates with me, I run to the piano with the computer. I record that chord. I find another one that fits right. Um, sometimes they'll be like, no, that doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. And then they'll be like, yes, that's it. There's never a time where I let something pass. We're like, oh, I guess it will be okay. It has to be a full on yes and excitement. And then I just literally go up to the, uh, the mic and I start singing a little bit of gibberish comes from this whole other place and the whole song starts getting creative. And then you just kind of listen, you kind of listen and see what it needs. Um, and, you know, I usually like working alone when I'm experimenting because I like to try weird, 
weird stuff, you know? So if someone's in the room, that's not when my best work happens. I mean, if I'm working with like a writing session with someone so that's doing like be more alone, creative, right? so you can get the most creative. Well, when I'm trying to make risks to create a new um, experience. Yes. Um, and the thing is, I know that 99% of my risks are usually a fail, but when you get that golden nugget, that creates the whole thing. So it's really, you really got to fail a lot to get that really good, good uh, take, but you cannot let bad takes, bad notes go. You can't, if it's bad, it's bad. If it's okay, it's bad. It has to be excellent. So that's what I do. Okay. Now, do you have any fears when it comes to recording or performing? Uh, not necessarily recording because, you know, you can like, you can record until, you know, you make it perfect. It's the studio. That's where the magic happens. Being live is a lot more scary for me. <laughs> but usually after <laughs> after singing uh, half of the first song, I, I tend to feel more comfortable. But that's just something that will never go away. I mean, it didn't go away for numerous artists like Barbara Streisand and stuff. And so I know that some people, those types of fears will just never leave them. And you just got to learn to kind of live with that. And it's just part of the process for me, unfortunately. But yeah, to be honest, for sure, it's it's performing live. Okay. Uh, with trying times going on, and you know, you saying you're you're a family woman, you're you're married, and a musician and artist. How do you juggle or balance everything? How how do you still push your mission forward of providing good quality music? in the midst of living life like how's that experience for you it has been a little bit more difficult you know i have a three-year-old as well and i'm a full-time mom okay. um i make sure that family and my child it always comes first what's so cool about these days is that all the times i work with other people you can do it over the internet um, a lot of it is like instagram and youtube and making sure that you reply back to comments um and when it comes to creating um you really got to, I, I kind of got to section it off. So when I have a really dope idea, I just use voice notes in my phone and I just record it and then put it away, you know, because when I reference those voice notes, it's just as dope as it was when I came up with it. And it's super useful. And anyone can do that. If you have an iPhone or voice recorder or anything, nothing has to be fancy. Like, yeah, you just got to kind of find something that works for you. Everybody's life is so different. So um, I just had to kind of manage it that way really now talking about the artist side again how, how is it being a producer and engineer uh as a female in this male dominated uh, industry how, how has that been for you have you had some negative experiences talk about me talk to me about positive I mean, and negative experiences that's a good question actually um you know i love it um i think it's i don't know <sighs> I, I love it because, I mean, it's something I've always loved before. I got into it because I just have a bad short-term memory. And I ha if I come up with a good song, if I don't record it, it, like, leaves me right away. So that's kind of how I started. And um, it is a male-dominated industry. But I do see a lot more women in music kind of rising up. And I think you just have to have the confidence. And I'm starting to kind of enjoy when um, there are males and even females too, who underestimate you when you walk in the room, like, oh, this girl, she's just a girl with a guitar that knows like two chords. And it's totally not right. But when I get on the board and I show them how, you know, I do my thing, 
and all of a sudden the mood changes in the whole room and you know like it's just funny how everyone just kind of changes so I think it's okay I think it's I think it's definitely a time for women so I think that's pretty dope well let me say kudos first and foremost for you know taking that risk and being somebody that's willing to be you know not only creative but you know daring in a sense um to to thank you yeah be creative and and be in a position to want to you know have hands-on product essentially like from beginning to end i think that's dope thank you um so let me ask you this what what do you attribute your style of music to what would you attribute the actual style? Because you definitely, you said it before, it's not really pop, it's not really this, it's not really that. It's, it does have its own essential lane. So what do you think drew you into that lane? That's a good question. Um, what's interesting about this the album that I made, Too Soon to Cry, every song on it is just a little so different from each other. Uh-huh. And for that being my first record, I really wanted to add the diversity so I don't get put in a box for the rest of my creative life because if you know someone puts on a, out a certain type of record if they stray away from that in the next record fans get really pissed off and I'm like oh I really would hate that to happen to me so um yeah I, to me I'm a to me I'm like a I feel like I'm a mood creator like to me it's more important to just cut through and, and straight to the person and just create an ambiance or a mood or attitude and uh, kind of work from there. So to me, I'm an ambiance attitude creator, very visual whenever you hear any of my music. But um, I would say a lot of my stuff is obviously cinematic, especially this one. The other stuff is a lot more, just you'll see, very different. But um, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's just eclectic, unique. Um, I guess it would kind of fall under alternative pop I guess I'm not or rock I'm not sure but like I know Billie Eilish thank god you know she became so big because like she kind of is like opening up the ways for people who want to do something a little different like branching out into top 40s she's a beautiful vocalist so young and so talented she's gonna have a really long career and I'm really thankful that she has such a young person has opened up the ways for people to kind of express themselves in their own way in music so I thought it was really perfect. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm all over the I'm all over the board with these answers. No, but. you're fine. You're fine. As a matter of fact, let's take <laughs> this time and this opportunity to shout out the YouTube channel. Thank you. Yes, uh, look up Defoe. You can look up my new music video for Black Metal Romance. And uh, if you could subscribe to my channel, that would be so awesome. Um, that's definitely something I really would love and would help me out so much as an independent artist. People don't realize how much subscribers help out um, artists, creators, uh, uh, radios, hosts like you, you know. Definitely. Um, I try to lend my hand as I can. (laughs) Yeah, you you know, you come off really well when you ask people to subscribe. I feel like I'm such a douche when I do. So (laughs) I I have to, like, I hate it. I hate it. It feels like begging, but I have to, I like to educate people to know that it's not, it's not an ego thing. It's something that actually helps us out, businesses yeah. out. Um, Definitely. So it yeah, it supports really the artists and the talent. I agree. Oh, the talent. It helps them get paid. Cha-ching. We need money, especially now during these days. We work really you. hard. That's a fact. That's yeah. A fact. Yeah. And, you know, Cause some of us are still yeah, working. Some of us are still working. Right. 
yeah. Still creating, sure. still being creatives. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So what's most important to you when it comes to releasing your music and your projects? What's like at the top of your list? Uh, most important. Uh, the most important that I, I stay, to me, I, I keep my integrity in making music that I believe in. Um, and that, you know, because I do that, I'm, I may not reach the heights of traditional success and fame. But to me, it's more about adding beauty to the world. And those people that do love the music they make, I really hold hold true and strong to them. I just love them to death. And I really have made a lot of relationships and uh, met a lot of really wonderful people. And just to inspire other women and other people to, you don't have to make music that you think other people are going to like. Just stay true to what you know that you will like. And I think that is way more satisfying in the end. How important is networking to you? Do you, uh, you know, like from a online standpoint, from a Ooh. actual hand-to-hand meeting people? Of course, with okay. COVID-19 going on, it's a little, you know, everything's on freeze. <laughs> but how important is it to you, like especially when this is over, that networking piece? Well, you're asking a, you're asking me a question that like it's funny because I'm never I'm not good at networking at all. <laughs> um, I feel like if I approach someone because and I haven't I know that they would help me out musically. I just could I come off so wrong because I know that it's like I tried. It, it, I can't explain it. I'm just really bad at networking. So it's really good to have friends and other people who really believe in your music to just give you shout outs and stuff that really helps. But um, I've never been a good networker, so no, COVID has been a really good excuse for me to kind of like lay low in that way. Um, but the people that do enjoy my stuff, like genuinely, like how I met Joey Danger, he's an awesome director. Check him out. He also makes music. Just check out the video. It's badass. Anyways, um, he loved my music genuinely, and we connected, and you know, I connect with my fans, and I work with my fans, and I support their art. And um, that's how I kind of do it. And I feel like, you know, you, if you believe in God or the universe or whatever you believe in, but I do believe there is a network of faith that happens when you keep on doing what you believe in and are fearless about it and you put yourself out there. You're going to get a lot of crap as well, but that's just what happens. The good comes with the bad. But no, I'm a horrible networker. Horrible. <laughs> so... But of course, now now realizing that, then is that something that you plan to at least work on for the future? Yeah, I I, I, tr- I try. I mean, I I do believe in pushing yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. And a few times that I did network, I just came off. I feel like such a weirdo. Like I still, when I take a shower, I think about those conversations and what I could have said. And I'm just, I just, I don't know. I just. It's not my thing, but I'm glad that you can like hire managers and people that can like speak up for you in that way. <laughs> so I, you know, I like talking about other people, other things. Um, I like talking about creativity, of course. Like in this, even in this interview right now, I feel like I should be asking you questions too because it feels very unbalanced. <laughs> like I'm curious about you too, too, you know. Huh? 
it's so weird. It's so unnatural, you know? Well, I'm so. Tony Craig, Charlotte, North Carolina zone, uh, the bandwagon radio. You know, I deal with artists. I've uh, been working with artists for about 13 years, going on 14 years now. So all I know is the industry, music, artists, and from a development standpoint, marketing, promotions, and branding, uh, doing interviews, doing radio. I actually work with the number one urban radio station here in Charlotte, Power 98. Uh, so yeah, you know that's that's that is my background is exactly what we're doing is just networking with artists, talking to artists, helping, developing, um, passing on awesome. knowledge, information. Well, you sound extremely comfortable in it, and uh, you definitely made me feel really comfortable. Well, thank and, you. Uh, thank you. That's the whole goal here in the bandwagon. We want you to be comfortable. You like family yeah. once you get on here. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> so t- talk to me about, you, you, you said it's great to have managers and, you know, other team members, PR reps, promotions, things of that nature. So how mm-hmm. important is making the right investments to you? The making the right what? Investments, like for your future and for your career. Uh, it, it's very important. Um, you know, it takes money to make money, and uh, it's good to do your research I work with people who um, you trust and know that they want, um, they really care about your well-being. Um, like right now, uh, I'm, I, I still, my husband, who's been in the music business for over 15 years, is my manager right now. And I know that he um, has my welfare and he, he always, you know, protects me mm-hmm. and uh, he has my interest at heart for sure. And um, I like working with people who are enthusiastic about my product. I don't like I don't like really working with people who are not quite convinced of my work. Yeah. And um, it's just not as fun. I, I like to be able to have fun with the people I work with. You don't want to have and, to uh, beat it in their head or force them to like it. You want them to naturally enjoy and appreciate it. Yeah, I just there's just more like it's, it's just more human, and then it's just uh, you get you get a better. You get better results with people who are enthusiastic about your work mm. as opposed to just like hiring somebody. So, um, yeah, I've, because I've been putting myself out there, I'm definitely getting a lot more of those. And it's just been a lot more smooth and uh, organic. And I really like it like that for sure. Okay. Talking to Defoe, representing Los Angeles, California on the phone lines right now. Got a couple more questions for you, then I'm going to let you introduce the new single. Um, What's up and coming, essentially, for default? What other projects are on the rise? What other visuals or videos should my people be on the lookout, my listeners be on the lookout for? Well, um, right now, we have such a dope team together when it comes to music videos. And I just know a lot of people in the movie industry because I just, you know, I, I scored a film in 2018 called 420 Massacre, which is super dope. Okay. Um, horror film was my first shot at it. It was just amazing. And I love that because there is no song structure. You just go where it feels good. Um, so I am going to be making more kind of cinematic, crazy, shocking music videos i'm probably going to be a lot more active in my youtube posting weekly of live performances we're in covid so i get to kind of like kind of do what i want and just sing to uh, the people who want to listen and my husband and i have a production company called anr Productions, which has put out all these music videos my music video for black metal romance has it's over a million views uh, as of last week over a million views congratulations so 
Thank you, which is super incredible, and I just love that. So I'm super into visuals, so we're probably going to be making um, some short films. Um, we've been getting budgets together. We've been kind of bouncing around ideas that I will also score and co-direct ah, because okay. I just love that. I'm so excited about that. Also, more music. I probably will be releasing an EP and then maybe another album, but I want to do an EP because albums – you know, it, they take a lot more thought. You have to kind of make sure that they all kind of are the same color palette for the painting you want to paint. Mm -hmm. And I like that EP. You can just do a really three really good songs out there. As we really want to do a lot more visuals and music videos. So that's pretty much what's the future for Defoe. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'll make sure all my listeners are on the checkout for that. Uh, go ahead and give me your social media, how they can follow you. All right, my Instagram is what is Defoe? Just like a Jeopardy question, what is Defoe? Um, um, my uh, website is whatisdefoe.com, and you can also find me on Facebook, backslash what is Defoe, trying to keep it simple. There's a lot of other Defoes out there. You know, there's like, there's a soccer player, famous soccer player named Defoe. So, like, I didn't really want to compete with that. Respect <laughs> him. We want to stay in our own corners, stay in our own lanes. So what is Defoe is a lot of my social media is D-E-F-O-D, -S, S as in Frank. Because, you know, sometimes S sound like S's <laughs> when it comes to audio. Defoe, Defoe. <laughs> Defoe. It is. <laughs> we got it. From Los Angeles, California, the lovely Defoe on the phone lines right now. I'm going to let you introduce the new single right now. Hello, my name is Defoe, and you are listening to Black Metal romance that's right right here on the bandwagon radio turn it up yeah. 